0: everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds. I'm joined by Keith Hernandez. And we got a great episode today for you because we're recapping the Major League Baseball trade deadline. And, you know, normally I try to be the calm host on the show. But if you know me personally, this stuff gets me heated beyond belief or excited depending on the move. So we're in for a good one because I've been waiting since Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern to record this podcast yeah. Um. So, Keith, are you excited? I know I'm ready to go I'm, already. I'm ready. Keith's ready. He doesn't sound as like excited as me, but that's okay. Um, that's all right. That's why. Yeah, it is late. We're out here grinding content, 10 p.m. <laughs> Sunday night. Um. But that's okay because I know Keith. We were texting back and forth for like three straight days. We might as well have it just did. like moved in together so we could talk about trades. Um. So, here's what we got for today. We're going to talk about basically every big trade that happened, if we like it, we don't like it, some winners and losers outside of uh, you know, the big trade atmosphere. The NL East made a total of like 9,000 acquisitions, so we got a lot of guys to go through there. And obviously at the end, if you're here for your series of the week, fantasy baseball pickups and beat the streak, me and Keith got you covered with that as well. The normal stuff I got to tell you, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video. If you're on Spotify and Apple, make sure you rate, review, follow, etc. Check out the website, BeakBrands.com. A little self-plug incoming. If you're a football fan, our 32 and 32 series started last week. We're three or four teams in. So if you're getting primed for the NFL season or you're looking for some fantasy football nuggets, like my friend Keith is over here, um, definitely check those out because we got those coming in hot. Like I said, BeakBrands.com. The podcast is also there, as well as other written content like the fantasy baseball waiver wire column, which I'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie, Keith. My hit rate on that's pretty good. In the past like pretty month good. or so, so like it's pretty good. We're looking pretty nice there.
1: It's so funny that uh, I feel like my dad is always the one in our league that that gets the guy your dad has to i don't either
0: he's on the same wavelength as me or he reads the waiver wire column so i'm just gonna go with that he reads the waiver wire column also (laughs) shout out jeff lou another uh you know friend friend of the show here that oh yeah reads the waiver wire column uh and obviously lastly follow at Beak brands on twitter facebook instagram for latest updates so keith i know we are here to talk about the trade deadline, and we are going to talk about the trade deadline for an obnoxiously long time, probably, because we yes. can't contain ourselves. Uh, but like, We're a New York-based company, and we both happen to be Mets fans. So, of course, we have to talk about Kumar Rocker not signing with the Mets. Um, so, initial thoughts.
1: Um. Initial. My first initial thought was... I can't believe we're <laughs> going through this garbage again. Just give the man the money and just go. You already you already put up billboards of him in Times Square and you're advertising him this much like I don't understand why they didn't just give him the money. Then I sat on it for a few hours and I was like, well, you know, if they didn't sign him his arm must literally be like spaghetti or he has like like no UCL like R.A. Dickey. Um so that's what it's kind of looking like. Um, I heard some reports that the MRI showed that he would need thoracic outlet surgery, which is literally, like, a career killer. So, rest in peace. I mean, same same thing. Sorry, Steven Strasberg, I know he's going to, going to go under that procedure, too. So, thanks. His is, like, but, different,
0: though, I was reading. It's, like, it, not the yeah, same thing. But, it's yeah. It's different.
1: Um, because it's something with, like, his, his neck, neck. Right? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Which is still not good. No, not good. <laughs> but, not good. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, Mets get the 11th pick next year. Um, supposed to be a deep draft class. I mean, I don't know how you could tell it's a deep draft class when half of them are going to be 17 year olds. Um, but I don't know. You make it work. It's
0: fine. So my initial thought was the same as yours. Like you have got to be kidding me with this like same old poverty Mets crap that I just cannot stand. Just give the man the money. Um, and if it turns out he doesn't need Thoracic Outlet and he just needs Tommy John, I'm going to be livid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens. And I know he had, like, a ton of pitches on his arm. But what sucks is, like, I guess you couldn't get, like, a pre-draft medical on him. Because now you mm-hmm. made the Mets burn, basically, their first-round pick. And it could have been any team. It happened to be the Mets. burn yeah. their first-round pick on a guy. Now you're going to be picking 11th next year. And the let's just assume... Right, if Kumar Rocker was healthy, you're not going to get a guy at 11 next year that would have been as good as the guy you just picked. No, so, like, I mean, you're... he was supposed to be
1: a number one overall pick, and we said this with draft the, the pod we did after draft it, that he was projected
0: number one, top three at the worst. I know, I know. What are you uh, going to do? Yeah, there's a future suggestion me and Keith have to talk about in the off season, try to write a letter to Rob Manfred letting MLB teams trade draft picks, because that would actually make yeah. the drafts exciting. But, uh, yeah, there, there's some Kumar Rocker news for you, unfortunately. No help. I know me and Keith are on the train of, like, just sign him and bring him up right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care if he's ready or not. I don't care if he just threw uh, 900 innings over the past three months. Get him out there. That will not be happening, unfortunately. No. Uh, but let's refocus here. So, we're here to talk about some big trades. So, I guess we'll start with the biggest team. That would be yeah. the Los Angeles Dodgers trying to pull a 90s New York Yankees and buy the World Series. <laughs> they went out, they traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Uh, so yeah. before we get to their other NL West friends there, does this instantly make the Dodgers the favorite for the World Series or the favorite for the NL West? Like what do you, What do you think? Of course.
1: I honestly think they still don't win the division. Okay. Because, like, there's just so many things wrong – with their team like god they've had a a terrible injury problem this year like almost as bad as the mets um you know kershaw's still out which is fine bauer's not coming gonna come back which is fine um but like and now they have scherzer who's who's gonna probably pitch great for them bueller's been on fire all year um urias has been has been fantastic um didn't they also get danny duffy they, they did. Was who's design? currently injured? Yeah. But yes, they did get Danny Duffy. injured, but they got him. They got him for free. They said player to be named later, and you know we'll figure yeah. it out. Whenever. That basically
0: means here's some random dude in low able that you're never gonna get past Triple A. <laughs> exactly. So there you go.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, they'll they'll have a good good roster, but there's a lot of guys that are, you know they don't know the market. They're coming from the East Coast. It's a it's West Coast baseball is different. It's it's different. Um. You know, maybe if there's any, I think they have another series or two left against the Padres, where uh, you know it's potential that Tatis doesn't play, and Tatis is usually the one that torches them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, if that doesn't happen, then you know they they might be able to add some games that way. But I think the Giants are on a are on a
0: very very hot streak right now that they'll they'll be able to keep that like two game lead or whatever they have. So if you're the Dodgers, right? What do you think is the bigger move that impacts them this season, Scherzer or Trey Turner? Uh,
1: that's a tough one. Because like Scher, like we said, like Scherzer's like the piece. Whatever NOS team adds them, like automatic like World Series favorite. Yeah. But Trey Turner is also like a top three shortstop in baseball. Yes, he is. And it, let's say, let's say now he's their second baseman. He's literally the best second baseman in baseball. <laughs> like by far. <laughs> by far. Yeah. Um so it also it also seems like a backup like not even a backup plan. That they're not even gonna try to resign Corey Seeger.
0: Just gonna let him walk. You think they would they would just trade him for Turner basically just like that? I mean Turner's gonna command a ton of money.
1: Yeah, I think Turner Turner's gonna get Pretty much the same contract as Lindor. Oh, he's gonna get more but, than that. He's probably gonna get yeah. more. You know, it's so funny that when well, the day the Mets signed like signed Lindor to the extension, there were Nationals fans on Twitter saying like, if the Nationals ever gave my shortstop three hundred forty million dollars, I'd never watch this team ever again. But then like, the National. This is why the Nationals never keep any homegrown guys, and this is why Soto's not gonna resign
0: with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, they're they're putting themselves in a bad spot. So, I actually think it's Max Scherzer, and I'll tell you why. Um, The Dodgers, I I know their bullpen is good. Kenley Jansen's starting to worry me a little bit. A little bit. Uh, He blew a save the other day. It's not the first time he's – I mean, he's a really good closer. But, like, I think Scherzer will be able to give them valuable innings, like high-quality innings that will really shorten Mm -hmm. the game. Like, you imagine you get into a playoff series with these guys, and it's Bueller kershaw him and urias is like the top four they can all go seven plus quality innings like if you don't get to the starter it's a rat that's that's not good that's not good uh the other thing about trey turner is they literally have an all-star team like at every position it's incredible you look at their team and we kind of talked about this off air it's like if they trade for trey turner where's this guy gonna play so you kick him to second base you think but then Chris yeah, Taylor he, was playing second base, and so now where is he gonna play? He plays center field. Okay, but, but again, then where? Where is Cody Bellinger gonna play?
1: Then Cody Bellinger's got to play right. I and mean, that, they got
0: Billy McKinney. They got Billy McKinney in right field right now. I know. Well, they had Mookie Betts playing second today. That's oh my god! I forgot Mookie Betts is there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they have so many guys. That oh,
1: I forgot he's on the Dodgers.
0: You're gonna be um, playing musical people. Like what do you do? Just take AJ Pollock out, but he's been so good.
1: Yeah, but Pollock's Been good. It's the thing. You put. I mean, but Bellinger's been bad. So Bellinger platoon, has been bad. Did you put and you platoon, Pollock and Bellinger? I guess. Or maybe
0: you move Chris Taylor
1: to left, and. Bellinger you see to what I, you see what
0: I'm saying right now? Yeah. Like they have so many dudes. And Muncy like, and Muncy's hurt. Yeah. They don't even have Muncy right now. It's like ridiculous how many guys they have at the moment. Um, so that's why I think as good as Trey Turner is, because <laughs> especially, like, this season, he might be. Like, for right now, like, if you're just going into one season, he might be the best shortstop in baseball only because, like, I know Tatis is better, but, like, he's never on the yeah. field. So, like, for long stretches yeah. of time. But, I mean, obviously Tatis is more talented. But, like, that's, like, what the category of player you're talking about with mm-hmm. Trey Turner. Um, like, literally, like, Byron Buxton shortstop. Type, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. Yeah. Um, so with the Padres and the Giants, right? The Giants got Chris Bryant, and the Padres got Frazier. Like, well yeah. before the deadline. Uh, which move did you like better? And you said the Giants, you think are going to hold on to the division? Yeah, I think so. So I think
1: the Padres are. So the the two losers of the draft of not the draft the the trade deadline are in the NL West one is the Padres and the other is the Rockies the Padres are losers because they only traded for Frazier and they didn't do anything else they could have used a couple more bullpen arms they could have used an extra starter um and I'm sure they were they would have gotten Scherzer but then the Dodgers were like we'll take trade Turner two and we'll give you a huge return yeah we'll give you literally every single person we have and they <laughs> did um <laughs> it's so funny
0: because that's definitely what goes on in like the front office yeah. room. Like, yeah, the Padres want this guy. Doesn't matter, just throw some top fifty prospects at yeah. him, we'll be fine. <laughs> um
1: and I, the rumor was the Padres package was centered around Chris Paddock. Which I would have loved because first of all he's terrible <laughs> and then the Mets would have gotten the seat of like at least like three or four times a year. It's
0: so funny because he's not even that bad. <laughs> no. He's just like average. But, like, the hype around him was, like, immense. Yeah. That was, like, Pete Alonso's rookie year also, and they were, like, going yeah. at it in the beginning of the year for, like, rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And, like. But he he has, like, Trevor Bauer syndrome. He does, where, yes. But not, not like, beating
1: people. He, like, <laughs> he walks, he'll walk back-to-back people, and then he'll throw a meatball, and it's a three-run
0: homer. <laughs> yep.
1: And he'll do it, like, twice in a game, and he gives them six runs in four innings.
0: You know he used to do that for the Mets? Braden Looper way back in the day they brought that guy out of the bullpen my dad always knew it too he'd he'd like give up a home run like oh it's a one-run game my dad's like guarantee you fastball right down the middle right here he's gonna crank (laughs) this and ever it was automatic he would just throw batting practice because he was so mad can you imagine nah crazy talk crazy talk but how about chris bryant because i know if that was i mean as a mets fan we talked about this before before we recorded. Mm-hmm. If we were going to trade for someone on the Cubs, that was the guy that I wanted. That was the guy. Why would we not trade for him? I don't know. It's what the Mets do. But the Giants ended up with him, hit a home run today.
1: Yes. So, so. that I I believe is the first time ever that three players traded from the same team all hit a home run on their debut. Because Rizzo hit one in his debut on Friday. Baez hit one in his debut on Saturday. And then Brian hit him in his debut today. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is insane. Good for them. I mean, that's it's so weird seeing them in different uniforms. I, not I mean Brian. First of all, Brian looks terrible in the Giants <laughs> uniform. Rizzo, I've seen enough jersey swaps where like he looks normal in a Yankees uniform. Yeah. Joey Gallo looks terrible without the beard too.
0: I know. Yeah, I saw the, the press so conference. Weird. I literally, if they didn't have the thing on the bottom, I was like, who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I had, I had no then, idea. Um, yeah. Uh, and then what else?
1: Oh, bias. I mean, bias is like okay in the Mets uniform. You know, pinstripes with the Cubs and the Mets are kind of, they kind of
0: got similar jerseys, but you know, just red and orange. Got to see the black ones. So though, Friday night. throwing that out. Oh, were, those were, those beautiful. were beautiful. Uh, and we missed those. But as we're not gonna nerd about jerseys for right this second. So yeah. let's go to the American League real, for real quickly, and then we'll kind of mm-hmm. come back. So. I'm going to throw something out to you and you let me know where you stand on it. So the Blue Jays traded for Jose Barrios. They ended up giving up Simeon Woods-Richardson, who's an ex-Mets prospect they got in the Marcus Stroman trade. They traded Alston Martin, who is like this highly touted prospect a lot of people liked. Um, People on Twitter were flaming them for the amount they gave up for Barrios. I'm not one of those people for a couple of reasons. One, I'm a rational human being most of the time. Two, Jose Barrios, top-of-the-line starter, really good stuff, young guy, and he has another year of control. So it's not a, he's not a rental. And three, people are, like, all upset about the Austin Martin thing. This man's a shortstop. When do you plan on playing this guy when you have Bo Bichette? Yeah. Like, oh, he could play third base too. You have two third basemen. And then they're like, oh, he can play center field, too. You just signed George Springer to a massive deal. Where were you going to play this guy? I'll tell you where, Keith. He was never going to play in the never. big leagues for the Blue Jays. Never. ever. And
1: they have another third base prospect, or shortstop prospect, actually. Jordan Groshan is going to be in the same position.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm like, they're blocked. Their, their whole infield is stacked. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, you might lose Marcus Simeon if another team signs him and eventually you got to move someone to second base.
1: Yeah, he's on a one-year deal, He's on a one-year deal. But you
0: might even get to re-sign him. You know what I mean? Like, if he likes to play there, I mean, mean, he definitely likes to hit there because, like, the whole lineup is stacked. But I'm like, everyone – I don't get teams that are, like, mad – like, fans that are mad when teams give up prospects. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the Mets a little bit later. This guy is blocked. He's not playing. Unless you plan on letting Bo Bichette walk, which there's not a chance in hell I'm letting oh, that happen, yes. no way. So, like, you basic to me, like, yes, he's a good player. You traded a guy you were, who was never gonna play for you, and a pitching mm-hmm. prospect who's been like all over the map for a top two starter, and on your team he's like basically instantly the best pitcher that you have. It's him and Ryu, right? I mean, yeah. no, Robbie Ray's been really good this year, but like now you got three top of the line guys, and two of them are lefties. That's a, mm. a, a great trade.
1: I think it's a great trade.
0: It is a good trade, but
1: so I guess it's a good trade for both sides. Um, definitely a huge return. I mean, it's a win for both sides. I wouldn't say the Twins fleeced them.
0: But, but that's what I got, mean. Like it's an even. They definitely yeah. they got
1: they got the they got the best return possible. Um, and I think I think they were able to set the pri- They set the price high before and they were probably able to leverage what other teams would have given them. Yeah. Um and you know, they were able to get away with that. I mean, also Martin's like a top 15 prospect in baseball right now. Yes,
0: he is. Which is
1: crazy. Um so I think I think just that aspect that he is just so high in the top 100 through the whole minor leagues.
0: See for me, uh, like I will always trade a hitting prospect for a pitching prospect. A I'll yeah, do it every single time.
1: Yeah, I was I was ready to give him Mauricio for him. Mets shortstop.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Hundred percent. I would have told him he's I on. I, he's
0: on the plane already.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favorite is Meek, Meek Phil. Every time, <laughs> every time Mauricio, it's a home run. Like a Mets farm account, like will post it, and he'll quote retweet it, and he'll tag the Twins and say, "Like what you see." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those days are over but i'm sure there's another pitcher in the winter that we'll trade for yeah uh, all right uh, we'll we'll
0: use him as leverage that's so funny so i just wanted to throw that out there with the blue jays because they were taking some heat on twitter not that they care but like listen don't listen to those people they're silly i mean most of the time um so let's go back to the nl here right so the nationals Mm -hmm. and cubs were two teams that blew it up like they traded everybody. everybody the nationals traded turner scherzer josh harrison jan gomes like Basically, any player... Schwarber. has gone, too. Basically, any player that had value at all, they were like, get rid of him. Uh, uh Cubs, same thing. Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, Kimbrell. I mean, they traded Peterson earlier Tepera. before this. Yeah. They traded him, too. Like they... they they traded their entire bullpen. The seventh, eighth, yeah. and ninth guys. Yeah. Chafin, Tapera, and Kimbrell. Yeah. Crazy. So, like, both of them blew it up. Uh, and then on the flip side, the Rockies were like, yeah... We're only 20 and a half games back in the division, so we're not going to trade a single person on our team, including the guy that said, I am not re-signing here, who is a free agent at the end of the year, which is Trevor Story. So let's yeah. start with the Nationals and the Cubs. Do you like that philosophy that you're just going to blow it up, you're going to be awful for like three years, and then you're going to have this huge potentially Houston Astros come up?
1: You ha- I think you have to. When you have that many guys with value, I didn't agree with them trading the national trading trade Turner just because he was a little – I think he's, what, 26, 27? And, you know, you're going to have to sign him to a massive extension. DC is a big market. Yes, it is. The fans are very loyal. Um, They have the money to do it. I mean, they gave them – I mean, look at the pitching contracts they've handed out. And maybe, you know, that's what's handcuffing them from signing Turner if they want to lock up Soto, if that's their plan um and if if you look into their contracts all the deferred money that they have for scherzer corbin and um at strasburg it's like 35 million combined a year in deferred money from like 2025 to 2040 which yeah, is it's tough ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous um so yeah i mean it has to be done because the again the Cubs. I mean that division's not good. Um, all they needed was a little bit of pitching, and they would have competed. Yeah. Um, but to have three big free agents, but with, with Baez, Bryant, and uh, Rizzo, Rizzo, um, you weren't resigning all of them. Uh, you know, Baez Baez wasn't going to stay because the Cubs wouldn't have given him the money he wanted. Bryant wouldn't have stayed. A same thing. I don't think he would. They would have given him the money he wanted. They. I mean, they were having contract extension talks from the year after he won MVP in 2016, and nothing. Yeah, it's they got been a nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought Rizzo. Like I said, I think I said this last week that Rizzo would be the only one who would stay if he if they didn't trade him, uh, just because I feel like he's been Mr. Cub. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this the, the past decade, but uh, I mean they they shipped him off too. Um it's it's weird to see. Kimbrell, Kimbrel, I think was a very very smart trade because he's was terrible the last 2 years. Yeah. Like 6 ERA terrible. he has been good this year. And you know, untouchable this yeah. year. Like ERA under 1. Um you know, trade him at that peak. He's older too.
0: He's got you got know, you, know gonna, yeah, you yeah. never know if he's going to also. Yeah.
1: You never know if he's going to just fall off a cliff again. So might as well just get max value there. I have no idea what Tapera and Chafin's contracts are like, but, um, they, I mean, they got, they got good returns for everybody for the most part. They did.
0: The, the Cubs did a pretty good job. Um, but now I'm going to ask you about the Rockies. So yeah, you want to explain what's going on over there in Colorado? Yeah. Maybe drugs are bad kids.
1: Yep. The, the, t- <laughs> <laughs> the two, the two losers of the uh, trade deadline came out of the West. One of the Padres, which I explained earlier. The second was the Rockies, which I said, I'll get to. So this is it. Um, First of all, in the winter, you trade Nolan Arenado for nothing. You paid the Cardinals to take Nolan Arenado from you.
0: It was basically for Austin Gomber. That was it, straight up. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. pretty much. At least, at least they got him because he's been pretty. He he's has been, been good. good, but he's been good. Um, so I guess the narrative you traded him for nothing. I mean, you got a good pitcher now, which is which. Is, yeah, but know, for like Nolan
0: got... Arenado, you should be getting for a lot more than Austin Gomber. Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: one, and one, Austin yeah. Gomber should be getting five. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now now you have Trevor Story who said he's not gonna resign and he's been you know, telling the front office to trade him you no know, for the last two months, even though he's been playing terrible. Yeah. Um John Gray is gonna be your free agent. And there's one other guy. I don't know if you remember, I'm blanking out right now.
0: I mean they had a couple guys that could have been traded. That yeah, could have but... been tra-
1: I mean they could have they could have traded Charlie Blackman they if somebody took that contract. Um even Daniel Bard, who's been pretty good this year, they could have they could have traded Marquez for a
0: he- huge haul if they wanted Marquez. to. Marquez yeah. would
1: have gotten a huge haul, but they said last month that they were going to hold yeah. on to him, which they did. Whatever they did, they hold they held on to him. So I guess their philosophy on that side was, since Trevor's Story has been so bad this year, and everybody knows he wants out, um, you know, people weren't going to give them the return that they wanted. And I guess the other thing is that story is so frustrated that to any team trading for him, even if it's a new environment, knows that he won't resign and that he's going to test free agency, um, looking for you know big 200, 250, 300 million dollar contract. Um, so I guess they said, you know what, those low level prospects are not worth it. We're going to hold on to him. We're going to give him the qualifying offer because we know he's going to decline it. And the compensation pick is going to be better than any prospect package we would have gotten.
0: Which is crazy. I was waiting for you to get to that because I didn't know if you were going to, so I was going to do it. You're literally going to give this man the qualifying offer so he can decline it and then pray that the draft pick is better than, like, any trade you could have gotten. Yeah,
1: I think that's ridiculous. Like,
0: I would have went to any team and been like, yo, give me, like, three Venezuelan 15-year-olds that throw 90. Like, just give me anything. Give me, give me, like, $6 million in international bonus pool signing money
1: so I can sign, yeah, like, the top like guy out of, like, the Dominican Republic something. next year. And,
0: they're literally going like, to let him
1: walk for basically for free. Yeah. And the, I guess they're going to do the same thing with John Gray, but the thing with John Gray is that he's probably going to accept it because that's like, $18 million for yeah, a year. Yeah, he's
0: not going anywhere. If they hand I that to think, him, he's going to take it. Yeah, he's going to take it. That's just, I don't know what the Rockies are doing. No wonder my Nolan Arenado wanted out. He hates the GM. Exactly. I guess so does Trevor Story now. And the fans are probably like, yeah. what are we doing?
1: Exactly.
0: We had, like, three huge trade ships. Like, if, the, mean, if they traded them and, all last year, right? Blackman, Arenado, and Story. Yeah. They still have Blackman. Like, okay, he's been solid. You g- mm-hmm. gave away Arenado, like we said, for basically Gomber, and you're going to let Story walk for a qualifying offer. So out of three guys, you netted Austin Gomber a random prospect, and that's it. Yep. so Story did play today. Okay. Um,
1: he sat out yesterday. Uh, I thought he was gonna sit out the rest of the season.
0: It's not out the of, NBA, I, Keith. I know, I know. <laughs> he's no Kawhi but Leonard people, on the Spurs. People, I'll tell you that. People are putting
1: him on retirement watch.
0: <laughs> retirement watch
1: for the season, like pre- pretty much like a Marshawn Lynch type yeah. of deal, where he's just gonna dip. Wait until the contract's over and be like, "All right, yeah, I'm ready I'm to back.
0: go." Yeah, every ever since Yerman Mercedes almost uh, retired in the yeah. minor leagues, everyone's doing that retirement watch brief. Oh my god! Let's keep it in the National League, right? So, a lot of movement in the National League East. the The Marlins made a handful of trades. The Braves acquired basically half of a new roster. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the Mets got Hobby, Baez. The Phillies ended up with Gibson and Ian Kennedy. So, there's a handful of trades. Which move did you like the best? Yeah, one on the top of your head? I... Because I have one. I'm ready. You're ready. I'm
1: ready. Um,
0: Honestly, the Braves picking up Eddie Rosario for literally nothing. Okay, that was one of, in my consideration. They got him okay. basically for like a bag of chips. Well... They
1: yeah literally I mean Pablo Sandoval is pretty much yeah. a bag of chips. Um, it's so funny because people people were like just killing Pablo Sandoval on Twitter. He's, the guy hasn't gotten a hit since like the first week of June. Dude, first I of know. all, I know. He's literally in the dugout just to give hugs <laughs> with the panda and put on the put on the, panda, put the panda hat panda and hat. Give, him, give people hugs. <laughs> they the Braves traded Pablo Sandoval, who's done nothing, for Eddie Rosario, who's a solid outfielder. Like, 270, 20 home runs. Yeah, he's always been nice good. Type of guy. I mean, he is hurt. Solid. Yes, but fine. It's fine. Yeah. And then the Indians released Pablo Sandoval, like, two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand, but whatever. That's a good move. Also, sec- a second notable mention. The Nationals were able to get a living, breathing human being for John Lester.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that I guess that's that trade
0: I, I did not get. Yeah. For either stupid. side involved. <laughs>
1: no, no, stupid. <laughs> so those
0: those are my two. Those are your two, okay? Yeah. Well, the yeah. fact that they were big in a body, I'll tell you the exact one right here. Ready? Yep. There was only two correct answers outside of the Eddie Rosario one. Number one, Hayes Luiz Lizardo for Starling oh my Marte. Oh God, I forgot about this one. I know. You know, I've <laughs> I love me some Hayes Luiz Lizardo. Uh, now if the A's are trading you a guy, he's probably terrible. But considering Marte already told you like three times, like, F you, I'm not re-signing. The no, fact that you're first, able to get first, a left-handed pitcher. Dollars. Yeah, you're able to get a left-handed pitcher from the A's who has electric stuff that you can just, like, throw strikes. Um, Big, big return right there. Uh, the other yeah. one that I really liked, Adam Duvall. Going back to the Braves. Yes. He was really, really good for them in the past. He played for them last season. Ended up in Miami. He was like, yeah, I'm still good at hitting. Even when he was on Cincinnati, he was like, I'm good at hitting. Like, the guy is just mm-hmm. good at hitting. That's just how it is. He's, he's built for that that Atlanta ball. I was just going to say that. He fits in perfectly there. The Braves literally traded for a brand new outfield in terms yeah. of players. They also picked up Jorge Soler. Uh, yeah, but he's probably going to be a bench bat He's going to be a bench bat. That's he's, what he's I mean. Struggling, he's going to be a bench bat. He's dangerous. He is dangerous off the bench, so... The fact that you were able to get Lazardo for Marte, who said he's not going to resign, obviously the A's get some help there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then with Duval, I mean, the Braves needed outfield. And we talked about it from the beginning of the season, like way back in the previews, like they should just put Acuna in center. And me and Keith are trying to play musical outfielders with the Braves. Uh, Turns out that Endir and Serate is not on the team anymore. Acuna is on season-ending injured reserve. Marcelo Zuna is either injured or in prison. I don't know which one. So now Both. both. (laughs) <laughs> so now they have a whole new outfield so i really liked both of those trades which one out of those do you think you like better uh, it has to be lizardo yeah,
1: i mean it does. he has so much potential the fact that the marlins got him for a rental yeah it's incredible blows my mind yeah don't know i don't know how they pulled that off it, it reminds me of when the a's traded cespedes for john for lester, john lester. Yep. and they got to the playoffs, and they're like, oh, my God, we have no offense. What do we do? They and were going to win that wild
0: card game. That was against Kansas City. Yep. And they pulled yep. Lester out of the game, who started yep. it, and then the guy they brought in after that got rocked. Rocked. And that was the year the Royals went to the World Series against uh, the Giants, I think, and the they Giants. lost in seven games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Madison yeah, some bum going. or hate that guy. Uh, anyway, yep. so last two last two teams here. Um Obviously, like I said, New York-based company. We're both Mets fans. We're talking about the Yankees first. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the Yankees' deadline? They did acquire a couple of guys. Very good, including Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo, etc. So you mm-hmm. got a favorite move out of there. What do you think overall? Let's hear the thoughts. Yeah. So
1: I think so. I guess I'll go with because it was only the three. It was Gallo, it was Rizzo, and it was Heaney, right? Those were the only three trades they made. But betri- besides giving away Luis Sessa, which made absolutely yeah. no sense. <laughs> That was stupid, that was you were clearing money. You're the Yankees. What are you doing? It's a different Yankees. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It made no sense. The gimme was Joey Gallo. Yeah. I He was the gimme. They, they gave up four prospects. They were all low-rated in a very bad farm system. Yeah. So none of those guys are probably going to make it above AAA, even if they do the very low-impact Major League players. And only one of them was a the pitcher. The rest of them are all middle infielders. Um... So that was the gimme. I thought he was going to go there from the jump. Um, the best one, I think, is Rizzo. Because, like I, I, we were saying last week, I thought he was going to the Red Sox. But if the Yankees picked him up, he's built for Yankee Stadium. Yep. You know, put him at the short porch. He's going to have 35 homers. That's right. And they need they need a guy who's going to get on base like that.
0: They do. He gets on
1: base. He hits for power. He's a great defensive first baseman. I find it so funny that they just said, Boyd, we're done with you. Because, I mean, he's hurt. But they tried trading him, and everybody said no. Yeah,
0: well, I feel like the other no. thing with that, though, was like they had to trade Voight first before they got yes. Rizzo, because then everyone else yes. is like, well, now you have Rizzo, so I know you're just trying to dump him, you know? Yeah. Like, the, the order they did it in was, was, not, was not correct there. Not but, great. And I'm sure if, if he was healthy, it would have been easier. Correct. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you. Unfortunately, I think the Yankees did a good job at the trade deadline. Like I said, Anthony Rizzo at Yankee Stadium, the guy he's going to hit a pop-up, it's going to go, like, 20 rows back in the right field, bleachers. So, I mean, that's really good for the Cubs. He also has, like, good power the other way also. Uh, Yeah, he does. Good clubhouse guy, obviously. Like you said before, he's kind of like Mr. Cub. Um, Mm -hmm. Can the Yankees re-sign him? Probably, even though I don't think they're going to. Um, They're just going to slide everyone over until Lemayhew gets the first base, I believe, going forward. (laughs) But we'll get there when we get there. Uh, I really like the Andrew Heaney move because anytime you yes, can get a pitcher a for free, for yeah, I mean, I'm in on that. That's a guy I thought the Mets should have been in on. Uh, apparently, no one knew he was available because he's another guy. They were just like, yeah, we have no pitching, but we'll trade him to you for nothing. Like, all right. Yeah. bet. And the Angels
1: the Angels were like, oh, we're going to buy this guy, but we're going to sell this guy, and then we're going to buy this guy, and then we're going to sell this guy. Yeah, they, just...
0: they were playing fantasy baseball is what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Yankees very good trade deadline. Do you think it's gonna be enough though for them to get in?
1: No. Yeah, I me, think me neither. I think the addition of Barrios to the the Blue Jays gives them a huge boost. Um they also got Brad Hand, so they got a little reinforcement in the Blue Jays bullpen. Yes. Springer is on fire now after he had that huge series at City Fields last weekend. Yep. Um yeah, Springer's on fire now. Um, once they gel, they're gonna they're just gonna roll. I mean, the Yankees are still they're the Yankees, you know. They've just been a very very weird team this year. Pitching's been a problem. No Luis Sessa, who's been one of the most consistent guys in that bullpen. I mean, Chapman's starting to come back. Him and Edwin Diaz had that like both at, at the, the same, same time, time. It was terrible for yeah. like two weeks. But now they both look like they're back. So
0: do you think the Yankees have any shot at the division?
1: Not in the division. Like yeah, no.
0: yeah, no. no. Wild, wild cards. They're like seven dead. back right now, I think. I just and checked if they, And if
1: they run into the wild card, it's going to be somebody. It's either going to be the A's, the Astros, or one of the people from the division, either yeah. the Blue Jays, the White Sox, uh,
0: Blue or Jays, Red Sox, Red or Red Sox, or Rays. Rays. I know, yeah. What they should do is just rename the wild card game the Oakland A's yearly invitational. <laughs> because that's like what they do every year. <laughs> They never win the division. They play the wild card game, and everyone's like, nah, they're not going to win. Look at this team. It's like nine random guys, and then, you know, they're up 9-0 in the third inning, and the game's over. Yep. So, that's that. How about the Mets? I mean, they basically only made one move. I'm going to go second on this. You could go first. So, what do you got on the Mets? I think the division is so bad
1: that they hold on. They're going to win, like, 89 games and win the division. (laughs) It's going to be so stupid. It's going to make me so mad. And then we're going to play the Brewers, and we're going to get crushed. I mean, it was going to get absolutely embarrassed by the Brewers, and it's going to be very sad. Did you like the um, Baez trade? The, it, like like I said about Kumar, Like I know last week I said I was going to be very mad if we traded for Baez, and then I realized that he's been playing better over the last 60 games. And, like, by better, I mean, like, close to second MVP Javi Bias type of better. Yeah. Um. So, I'm excited to see... What he does when Lindor is back, I think that's going to be very fun to watch. Everybody looks like they're bringing out the best in each other. I know Lindor is still two or three way, th- two or three weeks away from coming back, but that could it could end up being exciting. And if he somehow turns into unSS Cespedes in 2015, that'll be awesome. Yeah, it would be because that's what they need. They realistically they did need a righty bat, even though they were in the top three or five in every single category in uh the MLB, offensive categories I mean and the MLB in the month of July. Uh first and one weighted runs created plus, second in batting average, fourth and on base percentage, fifth in OPS, third in home runs, tenth in runs scored, um, fifth in weighted runs created plus was running scoring position. And it still seemed like they were terrible offensively this month. Yeah. Just because they were so inconsistent. Um and every time they faced the left they be like one run, two yeah. runs, <laughs> like if they were lucky. So they did need a righty bat like Baez, who's been hitting like 330 off the of lefties this year. So ho- hopefully everything works out. But not yeah. not the Cub that I wanted.
0: Uh, yeah. But So yeah. I don't – I mean, I hate it. Don't get me wrong. I actually can't yeah. stand it. Um, But I, I'm justified in it. So here you go. Ready? Number one, we don't need a shortstop, obviously. Yeah. We already traded for a guy that I didn't really want, but we gave up nothing to get him. So I'm like, all right, fine. And then we gave yeah. him $341 million, and I said, okay, that's where I draw the line, all right? <laughs> yeah. When we gave up nothing to get him, I was like, sweet, that's awesome. And then we overpaid him by like $100-plus plus million and I was like, all right, well, you just ruined that for me, so thanks. All right, so we don't we don't need a shortstop. I like, he's going to play second base. See, I like to look at things in the long term, and I know we've talked about this at length. You're going to trade for this guy. You gave up basically the only center fielder in our entire farm system that we actually had. Now, yes, like you said. Yeah before he's coming off an injury and we know prospects they don't always pan out like i get it i don't care that we gave up a prospect but now you're going to move bias to second mcneil can't really play third so you're going to move mcneil to right field because you're not going to be able to sign conforto unless he takes a qualifying offer which he might because he's been terrible this year right well now we also have bad blood with boris yeah
1: yeah that's worse than before
0: worse than before is right um so conforto might be a goner so basically, now you have to choose between Javi Baez and Marcus Stroman. And the Mets are going to try to make Lindor happy. And they're going to keep Javi Baez, which is going to make me sad. Alright, so so now we lost Stroman because we gave the money to him. So now you're basically running it back next year with the same team you have now, except minus Conforto and minus Marcus Stroman. So, but how much more money could you possibly spend? like to buy starting pitching you know what i mean but then that's like what you said well we got to trade some of these guys in the minors for pitchers now because they're blocked because now we have 90 middle infielders on our team like it's just ridiculous and the other thing like with this whole hobby bias is mad good i know keith said he's been playing better as of late he's always just been except for like two seasons i like i get it super exciting to watch not gonna argue with that really good defensive player not going to argue with that. Defense is expected to me. Hitting is where you get paid. All right, yep. so here we go. Because I don't worry, Keith. I had his stats ready to go, buddy. Career batting average 262. Not great. And then you're probably saying, oh, well, he definitely walks a lot. I can guarantee you that he does not. All right, because his on base <laughs> career is 303. All right. This season alone, me and Keith talked about this the other day. He has 131 strikeouts. Guess how many walks he has. How many? 15 walks, Keith. Alright? And like you said before, like, 11 of them are after they started the Sticky Stuff watch. Yeah. So, like, he he doesn't have a good eye, which I don't mind. Like, you're gonna be a free swinger, that's great. But, like, to me, that signals you're not a great situational hitter. If we were going to trade a top prospect, like if we were going to trade Crow Armstrong, just go get Jose Barrios, please, for the yeah. love of Christ. Like, go, like, because the other reason, my last reason on this, you're trying to beat the Giants, Padres, and Dodgers in a playoff series, or you throw the Brewers in there also. As good, even if Javi Baez turns into, like, what was that, 2017 or 16 when he was almost MVP or whatever that was, he was really uh, good. Maybe 2018, I'm not sure. It's been a while. It's been, like, two or three well, years, right? Yeah. Even if he 2018, t- I think. Yeah, Even if he turns into that guy, you don't have the pitching to compete with these other teams. <sighs> it makes It makes me sad. It's,
1: it's frustrating. It's frustrating.
0: I like I said, if we were going to trade for a guy from the Cubs, I wanted Chris Bryant. Because he could play both outfield spots, he could even play center field. He could play third base. He could play first base. I mean, I'm sure we could put him on the mound. <laughs> it's like as soon as we got uh, Javi Baez, I was like, Yo, what's his spin rate? Because we need pitching. <laughs> and Keith said zero. I'm like, Nice, we got a knuckleballer. Like, I think the Mets like just made a trade to say they made a trade. I think so,
1: because honestly, it it really looked like at some point that they weren't going to do anything. Which would have been
0: awful. But I don't know which one's worse now. We traded for another guy we don't need. I mean, yes, we needed a right-handed bat, but, like, we didn't have I to give up a top prospect for him. I think if they did nothing, it would have been worse. It would have been bad either um, way. Like, you said, Keith he, he yeah. texted me, like, we they waited so long, trying to, like, wait out the market, like, the price will come down, and the price only kept going in the opposite direction, and then they screwed themselves, basically. Yeah,
1: and it's so stupid. Like, Steve Cohen's got to get off of
0: Twitter, man. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> so Stupid. enough about the trade deadline that was 40 solid minutes of trade deadline talk mm-hmm. we're gonna wrap it up quickly here series of the week fantasy baseball ad and beat the streak so keith gets to go first this week so what series are yep. you looking out for
1: astros at dodgers self-explanatory
0: self-explanatory is right uh, i'm gonna go blue jays red sox this series starts a little bit later in the week um and to me this is basically the blue Jay season because if they, if they get swept, it's a wrap. Right? They're currently seven and a half games back in the division. Boston's half a game back. The Blue Jays need this series bad. Because, yeah, like I said, do. if they get swept here and it's double digits, That's over. Done. That's it. it. Goodbye. So, they need this one very, very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: now the Red Sox are out of first place, too.
0: Correct. Tampa. I
1: think they just lost again right now.
0: Oh, Sunday yes. night baseball. Yeah. They lost. I hope the Rays go. Also, a little piece of news. Tyler Glass now, out for the year. Tommy John. Not good. Um not good. Who you picking up this week in fantasy baseball, Keith? Jordan Romano. Okay. Fill in um, our casual fans. Who is that and so, what does he do? Is what? We were just talking
1: about the Blue Jays. He yeah. is the closer for the Blue Jays. Um, it looks like he's gonna stay the closer even with Brad Hand coming. Um which is good because Brad Hand hasn't been that good, of a closer with the Nationals, which was so crazy because that was his big thing about signing with them—is that he wanted to be the closer. Yeah. And obviously, when you get traded, you have no control over that. Um, but Joe DeRoma has been doing a good job. He just came back off an injury. Uh, Nash's ninth save of the season yesterday. Um,
0: so he is—he's rolling. He's filthy. He's good. He is really good. And like we said before we got on here, Blue Jays bullpen could have been nasty if those guys stayed healthy. Yates and friends. Um, I'm going with Harrison Bader. So if you read the waiver wire column, hopefully you have him already. His ownership percentage just spiked up over 50. It's at 53%. Um, and over the past like week, it's gone up 38.6%. So the guy is like on fire. Over the past seven games, he's batting 421 on base, 429, slugging 842. For you OPS freaks out there, that's about a 1,200 <laughs> OPS Uh, So definitely good in category leagues. Doesn't offer much power. He only has nine home runs on the season, uh, but super high batting average. And he has been hurt. Keith is right. Uh, He has two home runs in the past seven days. Um, So he should be able to help you in a variety of ways. He's been playing really well. If you need a hitter, Uh, there you go, Harrison Bader. So just throwing that out there. Let's wrap it up with a little beat the streak, Keith, for Monday, August 2nd. Who you got? So,
1: Baltimore is playing at Yankee Stadium. It's going to be Anthony Rizzo's debut at Yankee Stadium, and Jorge Lopez is pitching. If you've ever seen Jorge Lopez pitch, he gives about five home runs a game. He, this dude, literally throws batting practice. He has he, his ERA is almost a seven, which is like pretty much like Matt Harvey territory. Except Matt Harvey went up to like a seven, and he's been he's not, Matt Harvey's pitched like six straight or three straight six inning scoreless games. So he's, he's back on track. Yeah. Jorge Lopez, though, get, literally pitches five innings every game and gives up, like, five runs yeah. every single time he's out there. So Anthony Rizzo is my choice for tomorrow.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to go double Blue Jays. We're going Vlad Guerrero and or Teoscar Hernandez, your pick against Eli Morgan. Uh, ERA of 7.47. 7, 7. Uh, and the Blue Jays have one of the best offenses in the okay. league. Vlad's going to be a little salty that they taped him to the bench because he did not play today. <laughs> so he will be parking approximately 1.5 home runs tomorrow off of Eli yeah. Morgan. So, uh... Good pick. Good, good pick is good right. Picks. Yeah, both are good picks. So, yeah, if you want to mix and match, go Rizzo and Vlad. Just throwing that out there. It could happen. Yeah. Um. Well, listen, kind of a long show today. That's okay. A lot of content out here. Me and Keith will be back next week. Um... We're obviously, we're into August, Keith. It's August 1st as of this recording. So we're really getting down to the nitty gritty stuff here. So we'll kind of see what kind of headlines we get this week. And we'll take it from there. So until next time, me and Keith are out.